This is the Mindbox podcast hosted by Claire Jacobs. Mindbox is a space to talk about our minds and mental health, so we cover topics that can be of a triggering or sensitive nature. We will always highlight the topics we cover in the show notes of each episode's description, so please read these before listening. Please note we're not medical experts, we're only experts of our own mental health experiences. To find out more about the pod or contact us, find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter using the name Mindvox Pod. Hi everyone, um, today I have got with me Abby Booth who is an uplifting personal stylist and founder of Stories With Clothes. She's also a course leader for the Women's Styling Diploma at the London College of Style where she originally trained. Abby believes the colours we wear can affect our well-being including how we feel, giving us a sense of direction or protection and reducing our anxiety. So Obviously, I've asked her to come on to talk to me because clothing is something I never, ever thought would have anything to do with my mental health. So hi, Abby. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's great. This is a brand new topic for me. Um, what if, The first question is, what is an uplifting personal stylist and how did you get into that kind of work? So I think I feel like I was always destined to do this, but it just took me quite a long, a long time to get here. So I used to own and run a women's wear boutique, which I absolutely loved. And it taught me a lot about what women wanted from a shopping experience and what they weren't getting. So that feeling of, you know, feeling welcome somewhere, feeling like they, they deserve to be there. It was it was kind of really impactful. And, you know, it taught me a lot about that experience that someone wanted to come in somewhere, A, feel welcome, B, feel like they absolutely deserve to be there and then C, leave that boutique feeling like amazing and they couldn't wait to wear where the clothes they'd bought um when my lease ended I was really heartbroken I couldn't renew it and I couldn't find anywhere else to go that I could afford in my area so I kind of left feeling really heartbroken it was actually my friends that said look what you were really good at is the styling and making women feel great about themselves why don't you go and be a stylist and I was a bit like oh can someone like me be a stylist which is kind of quite an interesting concept because I'm like, absolutely, you know, style and fashion is for everybody. But I think at the time, I'm, you know, I'm a size 16, I'm quite tall and clumsy. And I was a bit like, could I be a stylist? You have this image of these sort of very elegant, um, quite slender women in looking very kind of put together. So I didn't really think it was for me. Anyway, I spent a lot of time researching it and I found the London College of Style and I actually booked onto a course, um, got really scared, came off it. Uh, this happened three times until I got the confidence to go and do it. And it was literally like the best and most terrifying week of my life. And it really kind of changed the direction and the focus for me. And one of the things I learned during that week was colour. And I had up until that point been a bit like, well, you know, that is all a load of rubbish. It's a bit woo-woo and what does it really mean? And... I literally fell headfirst in love with colour because I could see what happened to your skin tone. I could see how it changed my confidence and my mindset. Um, and that really set me on the journey. And I called myself Uplifting Personal Stylist because I wanted people to feel that 
they absolutely deserve to come and use a stylist. Anyone can use a stylist. It doesn't mean that you're not stylish. It just means that you want a bit more direction or you want some focus or you want to learn about yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really how, how I got here and why I, why I absolutely love what I do. And now I get to share that with other women and other potential stylists as well. So It sounds really good. Um, I suppose when I first saw some of the things you do, I was a bit like, how does that work sort of even with the skeptics that, that I, I imagine sometimes listen to me is there science behind the color and 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 how it can affect us and, and the types of clothes we wear like what what is it that you've learned so far about it yeah it is absolutely a science science-based subject I mean um I'm going to throw some examples your way I mean color's been around obviously for a long time and we use red for danger signs like stop signs on road signs and you know hospitals emergencies and things like that because it is a color that makes our brains just stop for just that split second longer than any other color it's a very arresting color which is why it's used for for those signs so it has a real power and a real impact on the way that our brains work which is why it's used for those and so if we kind of translate that into our clothes, it is a real, you know, red has such a great impact. If you see, you know, red on the red carpet, for example, there's another red. It's done to draw attention. Um, then, you know, you can start to see the power of it and how we can use it really, really mindfully in our, our day-to-day lives. There's, all, there's always like a yin and a yang with colour as well. So people always think it's about, oh, I'm going to have to wear rainbow brights and everyone's going to notice me. Um, and it's not always about that. Some people want that. Some people actually want some calm and clarity. So you could use as an op- opposition to, to red, blue. So blue releases oxytocin from the brain. So it has a calming impact, a calming effect on you, as does other colours like grey, for example. It's quite a calm colour. It kind of brings you back and brings you kind of back down to earth. So if you're feeling really anxious, for example, I would suggest to a client that they wore something like blue or green is a really lovely calm colour as well. So when you start to look at it like that, then it kind of opens up a whole new door for people with their clothes because it has a direct impact on you and the way that you feel and the way that you start start your day. But it also has a massive impact on the people around you and the people that you're working with, whether that's your work environment or your personal environment or your relationships with other people around you it kind of says it tells someone who you are straight away without you even having to talk then you can wow someone with your amazing personality or your humor or you know your sparkling wit or whatever it whatever it may be but it kind of it really does open open doors for you so years and years and years ago people used light as therapy and our brains actually process color the same way that we process light and we know that in countries perhaps like Norway where there's a lot of darkness for a long time they have a higher percentage of you know depression and suicide um so if we think that light has a big positive impact on us then our brains see color the same way it processes color the same way that it processes light so therefore it can have the same impact and I think when people kind of understand that it's a bit like oh my god it is literally a superpower but we just don't necessarily know it or understand it so you know it it has a big impact on our emotional state our memories for example when i talk to people about green green is often a real trigger 
for women and they're like oh no no don't don't like green and it sometimes can happen like a physical revulsion if I'm draping a client doing color analysis and when I talk to them about why it often comes back to the fact that their school uniform was green um and that to me is you know that that shows that that color has had an impact like for a long time you know in a negative way but if it can have a negative impact therefore it can have a positive impact if you find those right colors and I think if I've got someone who's a bit of a skeptic when I have that conversation with them and they're maybe like 56 and you know they left school 40 years ago and they still hate green wow I mean that's really powerful that's like something that your memory and your brain has held on to and so if I can switch that up and show them colors that give them joy then they can go away from that session feeling really empowered, really confident, like a light bulb has gone on. And that's what colour does for your for your skin. It's literally like a light a light going on. So, yeah, there's so much there. I've, I've probably, probably talked quite a lot, but um, it, there's so much there. But, yes, it is actually science-based. I'm not a science person at all. That stuff all kind of freaks me out. But it's a really great in for people who are a bit sceptical about it um, and don't really understand it and think it's, you know, just someone flogging a colour analysis. It's not about that at all. It has such a big impact on mindset, confidence um, and so many other other things in your life. Wow. And I think you mentioned colour analysis. So is that something that if we're trying to identify what colours will work for the current things we're trying to, you know, whether it's our well-being that we, like you said, mm. something about the blue can help with, um, is it anxiety and things like that? Yeah. Is there a way that we can analyse what we need, or is that something that you do? Like, what what is colour analysis? Yeah, so colour analysis is a way of a, of assessing, which you know sounds a bit formal actually, uh, but it's actually a really gorgeous way of assessing someone's skin tone and which colours work work for them. Um, there's a huge amount of colours within each season. It's it's broken down into into seasons. So you know, the seasons that we we experience here: spring, summer, autumn, winter. And there's a vast array of colours in each season. People are always quite nervous because they're like, "Oh, is it going to?" limit what I can wear actually it's so freeing and we do what's called draping um which again I, th- I think it has quite a lot of 80s connotations of you know color analysis being a bit kind of old-fashioned um but it's moved on so much there's so much more knowledge out there now about the impact of co- color and how we can use it and we basically drape with colors across um, the chest because it's what colour hits your chin if you like um I'm trying to liken it to I know if you um did you ever do the thing where you got the buttercup and you held it under your chin to see if you like butter yeah yeah that that, that's the quickest way I can kind of explain it it's what sits right under your chin because it reflects up so remember we said about colour being like light Mm. and it's exactly the same the colours that sit really close to your to your chin reflect up onto your face um, same with you're wearing a hat that then re- you can see look what the difference it makes when I you know put my hands there I know this is a podcast but we can see each other you know that sort of creates an impact as well it creates a shadow and if you're wearing the right colors it will be really illuminating and glowing for your skin so the best way is either go and get a color analysis with someone who's got the training who's got the qualifications who can really guide you or a really simple way is literally just hold up an item of clothing under your chin and just look at what happens to your skin tone Try and do it in natural daylight if you can. I know it's quite tricky in shops sometimes, but if you can sort of get out of the changing room and get near a window, that will really help see what happens to to your skin tone. And it can be just a case of 
different oranges. For example, this orange is a bit dark for me, but I've layered it with an orange underneath that is much more um, within my palette, if you like. So it kind of blocks out that. Um, it's not about me telling you what colours not to wear. It's telling you and sharing with you what colours are brilliant for you, um, which is actually quite freeing. It gives you tools to buy better. Um, so buy really brilliant investment pieces that work for you and that you're going to love for years to come rather than those pieces that you think you love in the shop and then you get home and are like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't really go with anything. Um, so it just gives you so many, so many brilliant kind of tools that you can use literally for the rest of the rest of your life. Um, so that's what colour analysis in is. And there's loads of different ways of, of doing it. You can go really deep into it and look at what we call secondary seasons, uh, which is where you might be able to dip into another another season. But, you know, that's a bit more involved and a bit more kind of um, intense in a good way. But at the heart of it is just working out what colours make your skin glow. When you see it happening, it is so incredible and people are always wowed by it because they're like, well, it's just it's just a load of oranges. And actually, when you hold up the different colours, you can see the impact. Some colours will draw a person's face down, literally change the shape of their face. And um, some colours can emphasise grey lines, wrinkles, dark patches. Um, so if you've had a rough night, if you wear the colours that really work for you, it will, will just really help you. You know, there's a lot of people who don't like wearing makeup, for example, or just can't be bothered because they've got busy mornings. Wearing good colours for you kind of really helps. It just gives you a really natural, gorgeous glow, um, which is all good. Which is all good. Yeah, I'd uh, love to know what to what to do to reduce wrinkles without having to wear makeup. I don't really wear makeup. I'm getting to that age where I clearly do need to, but I just can't be bothered. But I think like today I haven't slept properly. Oh my god, in two weeks really, I'm really struggling. Um, so I'm quite intrigued when you said that. Okay, so what would be good colours for me to try and wear? when yeah like the insomnia is being evil and you feel really really exhausted because what i'm gauging from that as well is is there a psychological impact on that so say i, I haven't slept for a few days and i wear a particular color that you would recommend would that do something to my brain like would that make me feel a bit more energized even when i'm yeah. physically not yes definitely yeah i mean it's it's going to definitely give you a a boost in the right direction um and it's really interesting it's kind of um so it's quite cyclical i think you know it's, it's, it goes in a circle because sometimes you need your colors and clothes to take you somewhere where you're not feeling it you know like perhaps you've got a tricky meeting coming up or just a day where like you say you haven't slept great so some wearing the right colors so an energizing color so colors like reds oranges and um, yellows they're quite energizing colors so they will just give you a, a natural boost um, and make you feel kind of brighter, a bit more alive, a bit more awake. They'll just give you that real push that you need, which sometimes then you actually get there yourself, you know, patch your coffee as well. But also if someone's like, wow, you look great today, that's a little boost, isn't it? It's just it's just all sort of psychological. And then it just goes round and then, you know, by the you know, middle of the day or whenever it might be, you're actually feeling how you want it to feel without having to do too much else except wearing a really a really great colour for you. So it's really empowering. It can, you know, and I think once you have that set of feelings and that memory of confidence and the glow and, you know, perhaps a compliment from someone or just feeling great in yourself, then it gives you confidence to perhaps explore other colours that perhaps you had thought you couldn't wear. Um, and it's it's exciting, really exciting. 
but also you can do it for if you are feeling really anxious and you're feeling a bit buzzed and for example in lockdown my favorite color is red and in lockdown um you know I'm someone who loves being around people I kind of need other people to have to feel kind of energy and feel alive and so initially I found lockdown horrendous I just thought it was like the worst thing ever I actually got really into it and I found I couldn't wear red and I think because I felt quite anxious about you know my family and what was happening in the world and you know was my business going to survive I just found it too too much for me every time I put it on it was like an almost like a physical revulsion to it which was really weird for me because I've loved red since I was about 10 years old and I just couldn't have it anywhere near me and I really got into pink and I've never really liked pink never worn pink much um but you got pink earrings on today and I just fell in love with pink and interestingly pink represents kindness compassion love and I found it so interesting that instinctively my brain or my heart or however it was working was drawing me towards this much gentler, compassionate colour that was obviously better for my mindset at that time. And it was really only in the last six, eight months where I've got back into wearing red and I feel like, yes, I'm back. And, and for me, that is such a fascinating journey that, you know, my body knew what I needed. I didn't necessarily know why. And then when I checked in with myself, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, pink, compassion, kindness. You know, I mean, it's like it's really powerful stuff. So, yeah, mm. it can do it can do both for you, give you energy, but also bring you back if if you need to as well. That's really interesting, because for me, I just bung any clothes on that's usually on the side that have been washed. So I get into a <laughs> habit of just wearing the same things because of the wash cycle and they get you know cleaned, dumped on a chair in my room and then, oh, in the next morning I'll wear them and and really I don't wear very much of my wardrobe which is quite a bad thing quite common for ADHD is <laughs> actually because you can't see it if it's shut away you don't notice it so you don't think to use it and I just wondered when I put my clothes on I don't look at the colours I don't spend any time during the day looking in a mirror so I guess my brain isn't I'm not noticing that colour but it sounds like even when you're not looking at yourself just having it physically on and other people seeing it can still have a, a good effect on you if it's the right colour, is that yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I always, I've got this really amazing rainbow scarf. Uh, and I love it. It is just a happy scarf and it's just got all the bright colours on it. So it's got red, yellow, I think it's got green, orange, and it's literally a big, massive rainbow. And when I walk along, people literally smile at me and say hello. And if I don't wear it, I don't get so many hellos. And I think that, it, it has a trigger. It has an impact on other people. And that in itself, you know, sometimes I've like rushed around in the morning, got on the train if I'm going to London, feeling a bit like, oh, God, a bit hectic. And then when people are smiling at you and like, wow, oh, I love your scarf. It's make, That makes me feel really happy. That in turn makes me feel really happy. And all of a sudden I've got like a little spring in my step and I'm like, oh, yeah, today's OK. It's actually it's going to be all right. I can do this. And I love that because I feel like someone else just smiling at me or saying a few nice words, that's given me a boost. But also I've inadvertently given them a little boost. And I think that's so nice because it's like paying it forward as well. Um, and I think if I can walk along and be a little rainbow in just a couple of people's day, then that makes me feel really, really happy. And maybe the impact for them is that they go home and think, well, actually, those colours look really nice you know, maybe I'm going to try that or actually I've got that orange top. I'm going to wear that tomorrow. 
so it's like it's like a like a gorgeous colorful ripple effect kind of going out and you know trickling into other people's lives and I think that's really lovely mm. yeah no that sounds really good and I, I get that I think sometimes if I see people wearing certain things it will trigger something in me of like especially loud trousers and loud leggings I have quite a collection um I really <laughs> I have loads of bold colors but then yeah people do look at me funny <laughs> but I don't care I'm at the age now where I'm like I just wear it because I like it and that doesn't I don't have to follow a certain trend of the magazines or online but I guess when you're talking about how each color has a certain meaning I'm assuming then that someone or a group of I don't know, doctors, psychologists, someone have looked into, I don't know, have they done tests to work out why or which colours do what? Because obviously you've specified, you know, what red is good for and grey and green. So I guess, is it quite a historical thing? Have have people really... Yeah, yeah. there's a really interesting... I'm just looking up this fact, so I can never remember the year, um, but I'm just looking it up because um, this is in my colour colour workshop and I want to share it with you because I think it's really fascinating so in the year five that's it 500 BC and I can never say this quite right but the Pythagoreans they used um healing power of light I know it's not the same as colour but remember our brains they process it our brains process colour the same way that we process light so I think my god like way back then these people understood and they used it um, for, for healing and getting people better you know, when they were not feeling very well because they understood that it had a positive impact on people. So, you know, I, I think our link with light and colour is just so, you know, it's, it's so it, it's in us, it's so inherent, it's, it's really intrinsic to us as, as humans. You know, for example, when it's a sunny day, and you're going out and about, people tend to say hello to you more, don't they? When it's raining and grey, everyone's just like, whoa, head down and, and dashing about. So I think it's so, it's instinctive. I firmly believe colour is instinctive. Um, Aristotle, he explored light and dark as well. Um, that, that was a really long time ago as well. I can't remember the exact the exact year, but he he looked at the impact of light and dark on, on humans and the way that their brains functioned and the way that they thought and felt about things. So it, it goes back such a long way. You know, they use light as a cure for tuberculosis in um, it's the early 1900s. So it's it has a really strong link with science and wellness and, you know, the, the human condition of light and dark, if you like, and, and all the complexities that we have with our, you know, our mind and our kind of our physical health and our self-care and well-being. Um, and then, but I mean, colour analysis, if you like, hasn't been around that long, actually. It was kind of invented in, I think it was 1938. I've got the date here. Yeah, by a guy called Robert Dorr. So colour analysis as a system to analyse the colours that work well for our skin tone is actually really recent. It's not even 100 years old. But the science of colour and the science of light and the direct impact and correlation with humans has been around like forever. Um, so that gives you a bit of context of it and a bit of the, the, the history and really the, the link with colours and the way that they impact us is kind of um, you know, to, do, to do with our kind of our brain and the way that it, it processes it in terms of, say, red, for example just because it is a very it's a color that has a big impact on our brain so it does get you to stop work that's why they've used it as as stop signs so um you know there must have been some research into to, to that at some point because those have been around for for quite a long time you know and things like if you think about red cross 
you know it's it's quite it's a big impact isn't it and i'm just going back to sort of when um you know when lockdown happened and the rainbow became a symbol of hope mm, yeah. and it, you know and it's that distinction between the light and the dark you know the rain and the and the sun and so you know we use that as a sign of optimism and and hope and that things will get will be okay in the end um and again it's that color because it's light mm. so yeah it's just i think if you think of it like light then it helps you understand um the impact of it um and how our brains kind of process it a bit more and i guess if we drawn to certain colors at certain points like you said with the pink in lockdown we should really listen to that um and and maybe even look into what that color means because it could be that we have no idea that we're feeling a certain way but i really really like that green jacket and those green oh what's going on and then looking and going oh that signifies this and oh is that going on for me and then maybe that's a way of of sort of recognizing I mean I'm not very self-aware when it comes to emotions so maybe if I go through periods of wearing certain clothes that's a sign that I can start looking out for because absolutely yeah Yeah, use it as like a check-in with yourself I think one of the interesting things is when I'm doing a wardrobe edit with a client so uh, you know I go into someone's house um, obviously they're inviting I'm not just turning up on on and out that'd be weird and um, and we're going through their wardrobe I always you know look at the wardrobe initially before I kind of start delving in and we start talking about what what we're getting rid of and why and I always look at what the colors are in the wardrobe because that will tell me everything I need to know about that person's state of mind at that time or at the time they last bought clothes because for example I've worked with a client recently who hadn't bought any new clothes for five years so you know, I can't say necessarily what she thought now because she wanted to change something. She was like, I'm, I'm sick of wearing all these like muddy colours. I feel like I'm literally stuck in the mud. So interesting the language people use as well. You know, earth colours stuck in the mud. And, um, you know, I can't get out. I feel like I'm grounded. You know, it's, it's so fascinating. The language that we use and the way that we describe ourselves. I always think I'm a bit like a style detective in, in, in those because it's you're reading between the lines. You're looking at someone's body language. And when you open up that wardrobe and you see what colours are in there, that tells me everything I need to know. So, you know, if, if someone has a lot of pink, you know, and I, I'm like, OK, they're drawn to that colour because it is a kind colour. It's a compassionate colour. Obviously, it's been used recently for, you know, cards and things to denote love and Valentine's as red has as well. But it's very interesting when you then look at someone's career choice or what they're doing as a job or what they want to do and the colours that they're naturally drawn to. So the lady that had a lot of pink, um, actually, she's a therapist. So she does a lot of listening. She's very kind. She has a lot of compassion. And to me, that doesn't happen by accident. So colour is instinctive. And I think if we really listen to ourselves and allow ourselves to listen, not be drawn by trends or what we see like you said online or whatever and we're just really checking in with ourselves and saying you know what what am I really drawn to what do I love or what did I used to love that I've got out of the habit of wearing because I had to work in an office and wear grey and navy all the time whatever then I think that's a really interesting journey to take and and look at I mean I've got a a blog all about the meaning of colour so anyone listening to this who wants to go on and learn a little bit more about it, you're so welcome to jump on and, and have a have a look at that and see and use that as a like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Maybe I could have a little bit of this in my life or maybe I need a bit more of this because I'm feeling really anxious or whatever. So, yeah, that, that blog is there. You can just go and 
read it for free. Um, so please do because I love I love sharing my my love of colour. Mm. Yeah, no, I now thinking about that, I'm trying to think of those things you're saying. Like, what am I drawn to? And it's really tricky because for me, I'm drawn just to loads of bold colours and there's not one particular one that I'll always wear. They're just so random. Like I've got mint greens, I've got yellows, I've got bright reds. But a lot of my stuff is multicolored. So a lot yeah. of it is random, crazy sort of, I don't know, Aztec-y type designs, geometric patterns, just really random, like leggings in particular or bright tie-dye style jogging bottoms i live in jogging bottoms and leggings um, that's a texture <laughs> texture sensory thing for me i think and what yeah. i've been looking at recently obviously everyone knows i go on about my adhd diagnosis but i've gone down a rabbit hole of dopamine dressing which is a big mm-hmm. thing that adhds can do mm-hmm. and i think i've always been someone who's worn the crazy like even as a kid i had and when everyone was into sort of you know the um the matching sort of i don't know adidas or other brands are available um like <laughs> the track suits not the shell suits that was a little bit earlier but the track suits you know as teenagers with the stripes and then they'd have the matching maybe a, i don't know a blue or a black zippy hoodie with the black trousers i was the one in the um literally illuminous yellow white hoodie with the black trousers with the illuminous yellow stripe of like kappa um but like that that's really bright like you could see me in the dark and, yeah. and it's yeah. people would be like what but i'm drawn to bold so does that mean something yeah i would say i would say it's kind of wanting to be seen and wanting to be heard and understood so i i think those because those neon colors and also there's so much to do with style personality then we'll go down we'll go down a rabbit hole if we start to talk about the things you're talking about in terms of tactile clothes some people are much more tactile and they have to have a feeling for something and be able to kind of you know feel those textures and feel it's almost like the clothes are kind of coming to life for them and bringing them some sort of energy like going back to the colors yeah i i i think neon is neon is so like it's so out there and it's so energizing and it's a real kind of yeah wanting to be seen color you know if you think of like high-vis jackets i'm thinking about because my daughter went to a fancy dress and literally just wore a high-vis jacket and a tiny short skirt recently and i was like okay you want to be seen so yeah it's it's kind of being that real kind of visual side of things of wanting to be seen which probably may may come back to perhaps wanting to be heard or wanting to be understood so it's not always a really obvious thing you know it might kind of drill back to to yeah, something i would say that i definitely don't like being noticed in the crowd at all but i think yeah. as i've got older i think i did mask that a bit and it you know like i have to wear jeans or i have to dumb it down but now i'm just like well i like the look of them they're really funky i'm gonna wear them and a lot of my stuff is very mismatched you'd probably be like oh my god but i don't (laughs) care i just pick it and it doesn't match the top don't match the bottoms i don't care but i do i've noticed that apparently i can do that apparently when you're looking for dopamine and obviously adhds have very low dopamine Mm -hmm. we don't it doesn't retain for as long as other people so i do wonder if that's something that i do and i don't know if you've ever worked with with anyone with that sort of dopamine sort of hunting thing with clothing yeah a lot of people that i work with are looking to wear color it may not be for for adhd it might be for for other reasons you know low confidence or whatever it might be but so many people are i think drawn to me because i come and look at my page and see that it's literally like a riot of color 
um there's there's kind of no rules in terms of coloring in my book it's like shall I wear red yellow and have neon nails um and blah 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 like yeah why why not why not like more more is more for me um but so I think a lot of people are drawn to me for that feeling of confidence and that you know perhaps I portray I'm not always confident but definitely colors helps me get there when I'm not feeling confident so it can you know and it's not you can use it like a shield if you like or almost art like armor clothing is often like armor it kind of protects us or sometimes like takes us somewhere where where we need to go and um, but definitely a lot of people I work with want to explore color because they're just sick of being kind of shrouded in black or having more grays or whatever and I think a lot of people in lockdown kind of went for those comfy cozy clothes and actually there's nothing wrong with being comfy and cozy you can be comfy and cozy um, and still feel like you and still be bright but I think a lot of people got into that sort of mindset of oh I'm just wearing the same old stuff I don't really feel like me actually I don't even know what my style is anymore um, and I want to get out of that and colour can really kind of help you you know take you somewhere and it might not be through kind of bright rainbow clothes it might be as simple as like a handbag like I had a lady who came and did a colour analysis um it's about a year ago and she was like I really want to get into colour but I find it like I don't want to be noticed I don't want people coming up to me and talking to me um but I feel like I want it for me and and she's like I keep seeing this yellow bag I walk past this shop you know when we did her analysis she actually looked insane in yellow like I cannot tell you it's like a proper light bulb moment even she was like oh my god I literally look amazing in yellow um and I was like that bag is talking to you and she said I I know I can see I look incredible in yellow I can't do that yet and I said well the bag is a great place to start and she messaged me about three months later and said you know what I got the bag and she's like every day I look at that bag and it makes me smile and it makes me so happy and for her that was enough you know that was enough but imagine having something that every day it makes you smile and I just think it's what a joyful thing to be able to do for someone so yeah there's loads of different reasons why but it it can just have such a big impact on someone's kind of someone's every day I mean I've worked with quite a few ladies who have um, suffered a bereavement and grief and feel like they want to get out of that space Um, and again colour is a really brilliant way to do that and to do it really gently and it's kind of like a a gentle step-by-step process of getting them through um, that kind of grief period and it's not moving on because you never move on but it's just putting you in a different headspace and somewhere where you can perhaps you know start enjoying life again so yeah that sounds interesting especially with like yeah accessories I've always loved a handbag I don't really use them much anymore but yeah like that is another way you can add it in without it being on your body, yeah. I guess, or or like you know earrings, fingernails, things yep. like that. Nails, the little yeah. thing. Yeah, you've got amazing neon green nails. <laughs> neon, I'm neon, loving that. Neon nails. I'm literally addicted to them. Yeah, and I think what you were saying about you know people that wear bold colours, it could be because they want to be seen, or uh, yeah, that's not true for me. But the other bit was bang on. I always feel that I'm not understood, not listened to. So I wonder if I'm doing that that way, which is I never would have linked that. So that's that's really fascinating, yeah. but. What I was going to ask is, have you got any tips for people who've never done any of this, who maybe, like you said, are just wearing the same old clothes and are feeling quite low or lacking direction? If they haven't got to a stage yet of being able to find someone like you and they just want to have a little play with it at first at home, what what would the first steps be? What tips have you got? I've got a few tips for you. So the first thing is, 
if you can set aside a bit of time to kind of what I call play with your wardrobe, you don't need to do a big edit, a big declutter, because that can be quite overwhelming. And also, you don't need to do a big edit all in one go. I don't, you know, we all kind of think we've got to get it all out, get it all. I'd say do it bit by bit if you want to kind of sort through your wardrobe. Just, just do six tops. Um, and just have a look at those tops and think about, you know, how, how they make you feel when you wear them. You know, do they make you feel happy? Do they feel make you feel a bit blah? And a really great way to check in the colour is just to stand by a window. Could be anywhere. Could be in your toilet, bedroom, kitchen. Doesn't matter where. Get some natural daylight on your on your skin. Mirror near you if you can, if you can, or just take a photo on your phone and hold that top dress, whatever it might be, up close under your chin, like the buttercup, and and just see what happens to your skin. You know, actually, do you look at it and be like, wow that gives me this really nice glow or oh my god I look like I died four years ago um, and it's a really good way to help you edit and refine um, and just spend 10 minutes like it doesn't need to be massive 10 minutes um, and I guarantee you'll actually have fun with it and you potentially might find something that dropped off a hanger or that you hadn't thought about wearing for a while and just give you a bit of fresh impetus with how to wear it and you know how you might be able to piece it piece it together so um, i think those are some really nice tools and tips to try and break it down and not make it big and scary because i know sometimes when people have a lot of clothes it, you know you can open up that wardrobe and just feel like oh my god like literally where do i start break it down do it in small chunks planning an outfit for the following day can help as well especially if you want to get out of wearing the same old same old i i do it you know, I mean, it's kind of my job and I'm probably a bit weird about clothes, but I do it sometimes for a week in advance because I love playing with my clothes. But I definitely do it the night before because I'm not great at getting up in the mornings and I always leave things to the last minute. I feel like I've got, I go into like a time warp, like a Bermuda Triangle of time in the morning. I feel like I've got loads of time and then I sit there and, you know, maybe I listen to the radio and all of a sudden I've got 10 minutes to shower and get ready. And I tell you what, having an outfit planned, ready, there it literally saves my bacon in the mornings. It really does. And I can just do that sometimes, in, again, five, ten minutes the night before. And I do just have a little check-in with myself. Where am I going? What am I doing? What kind of message do I want to convey? How do I want to feel tomorrow? You know, or I know, I know I'm having a late night tonight, so I know tomorrow I'm going to need a boost of energy. So I'm going to wear red or I'm going to wear orange or I'm going to wear yellow. And I think just taking those moments to think about, what you're doing and how you want to feel can really help you and then just hang them out or hang them on the back of the door or a rail if you've got it or just lay it on the chair and then see how kind of it impacts your your morning you can still change your mind in the morning if you want to you don't have to wear it but sometimes it can just help you get out of a rut so those those I'd say are my tools and if you if you kind of try it do let me know how you get on with it won't you yeah, I think for me, I forget to do those nice planning in advance. You know, <laughs> like, I'd I'd love to be able to do a week in advance. That'd be amazing. And I think the first thing I would need to do is look at, like you said, if you're that's a good way of reflecting on what do I want to feel, and and kind of being it's almost like a solution focused thing. It's like, come on, I'm gonna try and I want to be positive tomorrow. I want to feel confident tomorrow. So let's look yeah. at the 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 color power. I don't know if it's a wheel or whatever it is, the list, and go. Yeah. Okay, those colors work. Do I have any of those in my attire? Or if I don't, I guess from what you've said before, have I got a bag or some nail polish that color? Yeah. Something that I can put on somewhere, yeah. necklace or something. Oh, yeah, um, that sounds really good. Because I was going to ask as well. 
you know, a lot of us don't have money at the moment in the way yeah. this country is at the moment. Uh, and we, we haven't got the, you know, it might be that a lot of people have lived in just dark colours because maybe they think I'm too fat and I need to just wear black and, and big mm. baggy. I'm, I'm like that. I spend a lot of time in dark baggy clothes to hide myself. So, but I don't necessarily have the money now to go, right, this sounds amazing. I'm going to go and spend a hundred pound on a few outfits. You know, we haven't got that. Yeah. And I just wondered, yeah, like how can people try and do this or at least start it with the clothes they've already got if they're not the most amazing you know colors or styles what can they do to sort of okay there's lots of things you can do i think digging through your wardrobe and see if you have got anything for a start if you haven't check in with a couple of mates and see if you can perhaps swap a few things so you could do a little swap party doesn't need to be big and fancy like get some friends over you know have a cup of tea glass wine whatever floats your boat um, and say like oh can you you know I'm, I'm looking for this have you got anything and see if you can swap you know it's a really great way to explore your style and experiment with the color if you haven't got a lot of money or if you want to check if it works for you before you invest in it um so things like that can be really handy you know like I know I've got a friend who loves scarves and so if I, I'm thinking oh I really want to I'll be like oh have you got can you have you got a blue scarf I can borrow you know, and I've got um, a couple of friends who check in with me. They're like, have you got something that my daughter could borrow for her prom or for her? So, you know, it, things like that, check in with the people that you already know and see if you can swap or borrow or exchange, um, you know, can be a really nice way to get together and, and have a little get together for free and not spend any money, but feel like you've actually been shopping. Um, that's really quite fun as well isn't it because you're yeah. doing something fun together that's not costing any money and I guess what comes to mind as well is say that someone just had a load of blacks and greys they don't have to go and buy outfits maybe they could just buy a couple of cheap scarves or bangles yeah. in, in a bright colour just I suppose yeah. that would literally change the way it looked yeah. or a belt or something yeah or I just... bought this stuff I know it's a podcast but I'm going to show you, you can... <laughs> I literally I bought this in the charity shop this morning I walked past I saw it in the window oh, um, really nice gold. Yeah. $1.99 and that's a good point <laughs> charity shops can be yeah. you can get some charity great stuff quite cheap can't you great stuff yeah and I think no. that's the thing for me is I don't know much about style. So I wondered if you had tips for people like, like you've just shown me a really interesting necklace. I wouldn't have even clocked that in a shop. Uh, speaking, you know, when you don't know how you can put things together, mm-hmm. like layering and all that, I've heard these terms. I'm like, how yeah. to layer to, you know, just accessories. I don't do any of that. Um, and body shape is another big one. Have you got tips for people mm-hmm. that don't, that want to learn how to like, wear clothes that suit their body shape any simple well, tips for that body shape is my big passion oh. um i've got i've actually got a free body shape guide um so if anyone wants to know what body shape they are then you can you can literally just sign up on my website and, and i email you a, a free guide to help work out body shape i think is like color it's sort of like the foundation of style it's like when you you build a house and you have rubbish foundations you can you can never kind of make it look nice you know you'll get cracks in the wall and you know, it'll eventually fall down. Um, not that you'll fall down, but body shape gives you such great tools to understand what suits you and why. Why is so powerful? Because it's like, why does that not work for me? I see it on my friends and we can get ourselves into a bit of a funny space then where we're like, what, what's wrong with me? Why doesn't that suit me? And the reason will probably be either the colour doesn't work for you or it doesn't suit your shape. It's nothing to do with you. It's just that that piece of clothing is not right for you. And it is so freeing understanding those things and saying, oh, my God, it's not me. It's not me. It's the clothes or it's the model they've used. You know, models are like like a different species, if you like. 
you know, we have curves, lumps and bumps. We've got bodies that have lived, that have had injuries, that have, you know, just had had a life. And so we and we do, we ebb and flow, you know, as women, particularly obviously we we ebb and flow day to day sometimes, don't we? Let alone week to week, month to month, year by year, menopause, you know, having children, all of those sort of big impactful things that can change our bodies um, and change them in so many different ways. So it can really affect our confidence, our mindset. Um, one of the simplest tools I can give you right now without going getting my body shape guide or looking online and getting terribly confused is if you want to know if you have a waist, you can just run your hands, stand up, run your hands down the side of your body and see if it, there's a natural dip and see where your natural waistline is. I've actually got a reel on my page which will show you step by step how to find it out. Not everyone has a waist, by the way. So if you don't find waist, please don't panic. That is absolutely quite normal. There are some body shapes that do not have a distinct waistline. Um, so, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no right body shape. There's no wrong body shape. The right body shape is your body shape because that is your body shape. And it's quite difficult to change body shapes without going through a big thing like the menopause or having a child or whatever. So please don't, um, you know, kind of don't think it's it's you. There are so many tools that you that you can that you can use. If you have a waistline, then it's really great to show it. But again, you don't have to. But it can make an outfit look kind of pulled together. You know, like you spent loads of time on it, even though you haven't. You know, there's so many tools and tips I could share, but we'd probably be here for about four four hours. Um, no, but that's great. No, but it sounds like you've got a lot of that on your website. You've got, like you yeah. said, um, to look at your shape, but also like the colour analysis and stuff. Like some free resources to look yeah. to get started. Um, because I mean, I've got a funny shape. I'm I'm tall. I'm quite well. The doctor said, you know, you do have quite a wide skeleton. You do actually have heavy bones. I thought they people made that up. I actually do. You know, I'm quite like masculine. You know, so sometimes it's really hard. Like I do have hips, apparently, according to my partner, but I don't think they're like massive woman's hips you know but yeah it's finding so i think for me it's just keep trying random things on i think you get into a habit don't you just picking the same shape of clothes because you know that and it feels that way but actually i think sometimes and you just skim past when you're looking online or in the shop oh that won't suit me or that just looks funny but sometimes something looks horrible on the hanger but looks really good on someone so it's really hard isn't it you have to take that time to try and just try it on if you like that color Okay, you might grimace at the shape, but actually put it on first. Because I think you know, I sometimes get a shock and I'm like, oh, that does suit me. And I never thought that one would. Or I'll buy something that I think, oh, that'll be fine. But I look really frumpy or, you know, I can make myself look even bigger because I try yeah. and cover myself. And I think yeah. actually I want to learn those sort of tips. But I guess I'm going to have to look at your website to look at <laughs> little ways that I can make the shape seem a bit more. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think yeah. the, the big thing with body shape is when you try and hide something, what ends up happening is you often actually draw attention to it. So we then get into, I mean, I talk about circles a lot, but, but it is, it gets into that space where you're like, oh, I perhaps, I don't know, lots of women feel conscious of their bottom, for example. So I wear big baggy things to hide my bottom. But what those big baggy things often do is actually make that bottom look bigger. And so then they're in a space of, well, nothing works for me. I'm not, I let me give up or they go then bigger to try and hide it more and and that's when you can often 
you know, get into that sort of dark headspace of what's the point? Actually, nothing suits me. I might as well just wear the same old, same old because I kind of know or I feel it works. Um, so that's a really interesting point. I think if you're, you know, not sure, think about the things that you're, you know, not sure of and then think about how you how you dress in terms of perhaps trying to hide it and try not to hide it. We all have amazing parts of our bodies. It's just working out what they are because as women, we tend to focus on the things we don't like about ourselves first and foremost. So when I ask people, oh, you know, what do you really like about your body? Usually the response is, well, I really hate my arms. And I always have to check in with myself and think, Did, didn't I ask them what they really liked? So it's, it's fascinating. That's a, definitely a, a UK female thing. I think maybe in America you'd get a different, a different Maybe I'd get a different response. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely UK. So it's like throwing back. It's self-deprecation, isn't it? It's yeah. like oh, was that a compliment? Oh, I better throw it back and mm. say, uh, yeah, it's a bit like when someone says, oh, I like I like your top and you're like, it's 2 99 from the charity. They didn't actually ask me where I got I it from. They just said, I like your top. Yeah. Just take the compliment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's that sort of, that kind of feeling. And I have to really then go back and say, oh, no, no, I asked what, what you liked. And they're mm. like, oh, oh. And it's like sometimes people have literally never thought about it. They've just thought about the things they don't like. And so they spend all their energy and all their focus on the things they don't like. Mm. And what I do is I shift that to the things that they do like or perhaps they don't realise they like. Uh, and it's about shifting the energy and the language and the conversation that they're having with themselves each day and saying, like, don't focus on the bits you don't like. Let's look at the things that we do like. Like, you've got amazing skin. Let's show the skin with some fab colours or you've got fantastic legs. Did you realise? And, you know, and sometimes it might be because someone's got a big tummy or whatever and they're like, oh, no, I just look down and see the tummy. And it's like, oh, my God, the legs are the legs are insane. Let's talk about these legs. Mm. Uh, and no, it's just shifting really the focus and shifting the energy back onto something positive. There's always positives. It's just sometimes reminding that person about those, <laughs> those positives. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I think the biggest thing I'll take away from this is the, the, the best thing to do is rather than focus on hiding the stuff you don't like on your body is actually accentuating the things you do like because yeah. they're the things that then people will see first anyway. So yeah. if you don't like, like I, I've always hated my upper arms. They're very big compared out of proportion width-wise uh, no matter what size I am. But also I've always gone big, thick jumpers, big, thick cardigans, and maybe that's probably made them look even bigger. And I'm too scared to wear things in the summer, you know, like a top without sleeves. Or, and actually, I probably wouldn't, yeah, it may not be the way I want it to look, but actually, if I cover it up, I look probably a hell of a lot worse. And maybe I could accentuate my my nice curvy bum or my yeah. hips. And actually, people will look at that as opposed to my stomach or my arms. Um yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't yeah. know why, why are we in such a culture where we look, we just, we do automatically look at things we Diet hate. Culture. Diet that's, culture taught, us, taught yeah. us to do that. You know, we're taught from a really early age that we are not enough and that we should be smaller and, you know, and that we're, you know, we're too much if we're big or we're fat or whatever it's like. But But if you think about how we talk about food, you know, big, juicy, fat steak, a, a plump fat baby they're good so where what happens to our minds that suddenly that kind of becomes a bad thing and that we need to shrink and be smaller and um, uh, sadly it's diet culture like do not even get me started I can't bear it um but you know it's, so it's like we're, we're always having to battle the things that we see the most and it's really hard like self-love self-care 
it's really hard, isn't it? It's like it's it's hard work. Um, when we're constantly seeing images that tell us we are not good enough, we are too big, we are too much, we are too this, and we should be smaller, thinner, whatever it is, um, it's really hard to cut that noise out. Um, but that's what I feel body shape does. It gives you back control, you back your power to say, do you know what? No, I'm not listening to that crap. You know, I this is my body. You know, I spent all of my 20s dieting doing crazy diets um i mean I, I even featured in the daily mirror once i told someone this the other day and they were like oh my god you need to talk about this um because i did the atkins diet um and i, I was I, I picked this awful dress to wear i was just the whole thing was just I, I look back and i think it's kind of really funny really funny now and a little bit sad because i wasted so much time so much energy trying to be smaller i had in my mind that if I got to a size 10, my life is going to be perfect. I was literally going to rule the world. And I got to a size 10. I absolutely had to cane it at the gym, uh, cane it for, in terms of food. I was hungry. I was grumpy. And you know what? When I got to a size 10, my body shape was exactly the same. It was just smaller. And I kind of thought, cheapest, I was grumpy. I had no time for friends because all I thought about was food exercise you know calories it, was, it just took over my entire life and I just think now gosh how sad because if I look back at photos of myself I think I, I wasn't even enjoying that figure and that body shape body shape that I had then so what was the point of it you know when I had kids and it, that shifted everything and changed my whole body shape and I put on an incredible amount of weight like I never felt better because I was like doing something amazing and it shifted my whole energy with food. And then when I learned about body shapes, I, it was honest to God, like a massive light bulb moment for me that I'd spent 10 plus years getting smaller to have exactly the same body shape. If I'd understood how to dress that body shape, maybe I wouldn't have wasted 10 years of my life doing that. And that's why I want to try and shout from the rooftops about body shape and share it with as many as I can, because it is, hugely empowering and it gives you back control of you and your body and your style yeah I would never have thought that actually yeah, I've gone up and down and I always think yeah it'd be better but yeah it will your weight doesn't define your happiness it might make you can wear smaller clothes or things but like you said I didn't realize yeah your shape won't change like, uh, unless, I suppose like, unless you did something amazing like I don't know yeah. you had a big tummy and you decided to do 3,000 sit-ups every day and exactly. yeah, that takes work but then mentally mentally that's work. not enjoyable is it you're not happy yeah. like you said yeah, exactly so right it takes a lot of work to change yeah. to change your body shape you can you can absolutely can but, but all that make you happy like mentally yeah. every day are you are you giving up on your mental health for your physical how you look in a dress I don't, that yeah that's an interesting yeah. point it's so, a really interesting mm, kind of paradox mm, it's like yeah and mm. it's not i i exercise you know i walk miles because i absolutely love walking and it's really good for my kind of mental health and my brain very overactive brain here that never stops and walking for me is my time where I just have to look at nature and I have to switch off for a bit. I mean, I don't, I still have a million ideas, but at least I'm getting some fresh air. But I do it for the feeling and the joy it gives me rather than the end result. Mm -hmm. You know, for me anyway, it's a much healthier way to look, to look at it. Actually, I exercise and I do weights because I really love doing, doing weights. I don't do them every day and I'm a bit haphazard with it. Um, and I go walking because I love nature and I love being outside and I find it so 
so energizing and mm. beautiful um but i do it for much better reasons than trying to be smaller that's a good way but, of doing it definitely um, <laughs> yeah and i think we we all go on that journey don't we um yeah it's a hard one particularly with the culture we have around females and body expectations and things so no I totally agree with you I think my final question really is just to sum up about colour if yeah. someone is listening to this and loves all the ideas of that but at the moment they're quite low depressed or just not in a great headspace so the thought of having to go and try and change their wardrobe is just not going to happen right now what are the best colours that might help uplift them to a point or get to a place where they might start to feel slightly more motivated so that maybe you know there's just a couple of colors they can have a very quick scan for you know oh no i've got a pink handbag i'll grab that just something that 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 might start it off in the hopes that at some point they'll get to the stage of doing the things you mentioned before yeah so um actually you mentioned pink pink is a really lovely lovely color i know it's not necessary for everyone but there's so many different pinks Interestingly, Pantone's colour for 2023 is Viva Magenta, uh, really bright, vibrant pink. So they, interesting, they pick colours because they feel like that's a reflection of where where we're heading as, as a society and, a, you know, how we maybe we want to want to be feeling. It's quite a high energy colour because obviously um, pink is a combination between red and white. So you've got energy and the power of red but it's tempered slightly by the calm calmness of, of white. So pink is a really good place to start. There's also so much, so many different pinks, you know, out there. And probably everyone's got a bit of pink in their wardrobe, you know, whether it's an earring or, you, you know, nails, you can do pink, pink nails, all different types of pinks, pale pinks, if that's more your vibe or really energetic pinks. So pink is a very kind, compassionate colour, especially if you're perhaps feeling a bit down on yourself, a bit feeling hard, like you're being hard on yourself. Pink is a, like a little love note to yourself, if you like. I think that's a, just a great place to start. Um, you know, red is a high energy colour. You know, if you're feeling in a bit of a low space, red might be too much for you. But, you know, in wartime, sales of red lipstick always goes up. That very interesting there. It's, a, it's almost like an armour. Um, so lipstick is another great place to start. Like, see how that makes you feel. I know not necessarily everyone wants to wear a red lip. But it can really change your your energy. Orange, I'm wearing bright orange today. Orange is such a sociable, happy colour. It's a combination between red and yellow. So red, again, you've got your power and your direction. Um, yellow is joy, it's sunshine, basically. And you get the combination. So when you get colours that are not primary colours, you have other influences coming into them, which can sort of temper the energy. So I think if you're, you know, if you're feeling in a bit of a tricky, tricky headspace then I think kind of feel feel your way. And what about anxiety? What would be a good colour for that? So if you're feeling anxious, I would definitely say step away from the, the reds and the oranges because they'll potentially be too energising for you and could exasperate that feeling of kind of anxiousness. Go for calming colours like blue. Blue will just kind of bring you back. It will help you feel calmer. Um, it's really good for communication as well. So if you've perhaps got a difficult conversation or you've got a meeting coming up and you're feeling really nervous and anxious about it, blue is a great one for that. It kind of helps people feel an element of trust in you as well. So, it, I mean, it's um, one of the most popular colours to wear for interviews, for example, where people can sometimes feel really nervous and really anxious. So actually it's, it's a great colour to wear, to wear for that. Green's another lovely one. Green can be a bit a bit energising as it kind of denotes kind of new life coming forth. 
the, you know, the Queen wore green when she talked to the nation in the first set of lockdown and she was talking about harmony and hope, new beginnings. It was, all, you know, and it, it kind of, that was done very, very mindfully. You know, it wasn't just she kind of fancied wearing green that day. It was very carefully thought out. Um, so green, I think, is a colour that is often underestimated. It's been around a lot more in the last couple of years and it is a gorgeous colour. It gives you a bit of an energy boost, but not as much as, say, red and orange. So I think if you go between kind of blues and greens, if you're feeling anxious, then even combine them, blue and green, what a heavenly combination. If you look at the sky and the grass, nature never gets it wrong. Blue and green, heaven. Absolute gorgeous colour. Colour That's blocking. interesting because I was always told, and I always got scared to wear them together because there was always mm. that rhyme, blue and green should never be seen <laughs> without red in between. <laughs> yeah. Who came up with that? I mean, I, I don't even know. I lived know. by that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so funny, isn't it? Blue and green is literally one of my favourite combinations. I find it so, yeah, I feel like I've really got my act together when I'm wearing blue and green. And I think it's because it's got those calming elements, but it's still got that kind of nice new life energy that green gives you. Mm. And I think take inspiration from nature nature doesn't get it wrong nature knows what it's doing it's been around a lot longer than us so blue sky green grass spot on thank you so much for coming on it's been really interesting and it's really made me want to open my wardrobes that i haven't touched for months (laughs) and see what i've actually got and see if i can you know do some of those colors that will do the moods that i need you know to boost me and get me out of the little rut i'm in at the moment but um what i would also like to end with is to find out where can everyone find you if they want more information or like you said you've got free resources about you know how to wear things for your shape and things like how how do they find you where are you yeah so i'm on instagram you can find me on instagram and it's stories with clothes and my website is storieswithclothes.com. And when you jump on there, you'll see at the top there's a there's like a menu. You can get a free body shape guide. And if you look on the blog posts, I've got so many different blogs on all sorts of different things. But if you delve in there, there is one all about the meaning of colour. Um, I've also got on my Instagram page um, a workshop reel I put together where I'm actually doing colour analysis on four women, but it's done in, um, you know, like a sped up video. So you can actually see what happens with a analysis session. Uh, I will put all of those links, or try to find them all, into the show notes. I might even try and put the reel as a direct link as well. People yeah, find perfect. it. I'll send you the links, yeah. That'd be really, really good. And if anyone wants to work with you, do you just work in the area you live in or do you do it online everywhere? Everything I do is online. Um Lockdown was quite good for that, actually, because oh. I just started doing some online, but it made me really look at and refine all my surfaces. So everything I do is online. I also do group workshops, um, which are a lot more affordable way to do it. And also to test the water. A lot of people come to a group workshop just to see what it's like working with a personal stylist, see what I'm like with a personal mm. stylist. So they're a really great place to start. I do body shape workshops. I tend to run those every two months. Um, and again, there all, all the dates and things are on my on my website. So there's loads of different ways to to work with me. And I guess if anyone's listening and has got any more questions or you know feels that there's certain things they really want to find out more about in terms of clothing, maybe they can DM me on Instagram on my box, and then maybe we'll set up a second episode answering all those questions. That'd be really fun, actually. Yeah. Definitely, because um, like yeah. you said there's so much more into it than we can fit into one episode and, and it's really yeah. really interesting but thank you so much you're very welcome thank you for Take having care. me it's been lovely yeah it has I've loved it bye bye
If you've liked this episode, please help us out by liking, subscribing or leaving us a review as this helps us to reach more people. If you've got any ideas about topics to cover on future episodes or questions about the pod or you even want to be interviewed for it, please get in touch on our socials using at MindVoxPod on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter or email us on mindvoxpod at gmail.com.